Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Okay, still do not have my phone. Have no update. I don't know, kind of losing hope. Have a backup phone. So here I am with my microphone and my computer behind me, which is just whistling. It's moving, it's shaking, I can't get it to be quiet, but I need to get moving. So I'm going to record anyway. I hope it's not too, I don't know, too much of a background sound for you. I'm trying to move. (laughs) I have my laptop as far, far away as I can on my counter because I still have to read, Um, but I thought it was kind of funny. Anyway. Yes, I'm going to read because the Alleluia today, oh my goodness. And I think we all need to stop and pay attention to what this really means and how in our lives this really matters. And I'm sorry, I I have my coffee here. I've been struggling with, I just ran up and took another, uh, allergy pill. I know the seasons are changing. It's getting actually pretty cool here, which is awesome. This is my favorite time of the year approaching fall. And we have no air, no heat on. It's just kind of the outside air and maybe that's what's getting me, but uh, I hope I don't have too much nose clearing, throat clearing, stuffiness going on. My apologies. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I don't feel sick. I just feel stuffy. Okay. I am the way and the truth and the life, says the Lord. No one comes to the Father except through me. I bet you were listening as I was reading that, thinking ahead, oh, I know this one, and zipping it through your head as fast as you can. But that's why I wanted to stop and take this, dissect this, and apply this to our lives in a practical way. It's a beautiful verse, John 14, 6. 
Jesus basically telling us, this is it, kids. Outside of repent and believe in the gospel and the two greatest commandments, which is really our purpose and meaning on this life, this says it all. Jesus telling you, as I read this, think about Jesus speaking to you, directly to you, because you have been given this beautiful gift of faith, this beautiful relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's with the Catholic Church, maybe not, not sure. But the bottom line is this. Jesus tells us the way it is. I, Jesus says, am the way and the truth and the life, says the Lord. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am. I love the way that this starts. I am. That goes back to the Old Testament. Who shall I tell them you are? Tell them I am. I am. I've always been. I'm always going to be. I've always. I am. I'm. I am. I wasn't. I was. I'm not. I'm going to be. I am perpetually here, omnipresent. The Holy Trinity. It's just amazing. So I am the way. The way that you need to live. Jesus was brought down to earth. One might say, what a horrible, horrible punishment. I mean, that's a fate worse than death coming down here. After knowing and being God and knowing the beauty and the love that he has and he shares with the Father and to look at these wretched creatures... But of course, sorry, the coffee didn't quite work on that one. But of course, he loves us so much. Yes, I will come down. I will go through birth. I will go through being a baby. I will go through toddlership. I will live in poverty. And I will be a human being with a divine and human nature, I will feel what those humans feel. I will be tempted by what the humans are tempted by. And I will show them the way how to live, how to pray, how to cast out demons, how to heal the sick, How to get to the Father. I am 
the way, the way you need to live. And the truth. The truth is something I think that is a hot topic nowadays. I never thought of the truth back when I was growing up. I kind of went wherever the wind blew. Oh, well, if <laughs> if Oprah said that, then yeah, I believe that. Or hey, that was in that movie and I, that movie touched me. So yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with that lifestyle and the way that, that those people live. It's not my thing, but hey, if it's up if you love it, if it's up for, if it's good for you, it's good for you. So you could say that my truth for most of my life was my truth versus your truth. There was no solid no debate. This is truth. Period. End of discussion. You can't debate it. In my life, it was, well, I believe this, you believe that, and that's cool. You believe that, and I'll believe this, and we'll just kind of exist. Never did I think about truth being 100%. You cannot debate it. And when you look at Jesus saying that, He, I am the truth, he says, the truth of everything. Jesus himself is the truth of salvation. Believing in Jesus and the Catholic Church and the sacraments of confession and the Eucharist in the Mass, and the ability to worship Him in the exposed in front of the Blessed Sacrament, which is Jesus in the Holy Communion wafer, <clears throat> excuse me, wafer, that has been consecrated, meaning turned into Jesus. This is the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6. Go look up John, the Bread of Life discourse. This is the truth. You must eat my flesh and drink my blood to have life within you. Let's move on to the life. I am the way and the truth, and the life, eternal life, and life here on earth. We will have a beautiful, peaceful, loving life here on earth with Jesus in it. That does not mean that we will have a perfect life, a life with no problems, with no pain, no sadness, no issues. That's not what I'm saying. Because that's how life is. 
But if you have Jesus in your life, if you have built a relationship with him where where when you see him face to face, you can say, Lord, Lord, and he turns around and he says your name and he comes running to you and gives you a hug because he knows your voice and you know his. Why? Because you spend time with him and you talk to him and you seek him and you invite him in. So it's the life here on earth that we can have peace and love and joy and things that come our way will be so much lighter, so much easier to bear because we will be able to share that yoke with Jesus as he asks us to, please give me your yoke. Come to me. Those who are weary, tired, and burdened, I'll give you rest. I can speak from experience when you do finally have that heart-to-heart discussion with Jesus. When you're crying, or you're if you're not a crier, unfortunately I am, If you're not a crier, but you're at that point where you're like, Lord, I don't know what else to do. Like I am giving this sin to you. I am giving this emotion to you. I am giving this fear, this anxiety, this worry. I'm giving you this addiction. I'm giving you this anger, this lack of forgiveness. I'm giving you my frustration and my judgment of others and my worry and concern about what other people are thinking about me. I'm giving you my lack of love for me, my self-hatred for the things that I've done. I'm giving you my resentment for those who have hurt me, who have called me names, who have insulted my not only intelligence, but my faith lately. I ask that you change my heart, that you come into my soul so that I can love those you put in my life. Strangers, friends, coworkers, family. And so I can love myself. I am the way and the truth and the life, says the Lord. Jesus is now saying, hello, I am God. I remember talking to the whole Omaha Magnificat group I mean, this room was packed. It was so awesome. And I shared with all of these ladies, like, you don't understand how clueless of a Catholic I was. How clueless of a Christian I was. Forget the Catholicism aspect of it, but I didn't even know that Jesus was God. 
I only thought that Jesus was God's son, not God himself. So imagine my surprise with this Holy Trinity thing. (laughs) And then I had to wrap my mind around this Holy Spirit and really did my research and tried to just, you know, put it into terms and layman's terms and things that really kind of made sense to me and will never understand God, never. But it does help if you're looking at, you know, the three different persons of God and how uniquely different they are, yet how one, they are still one. It's crazy. Maybe I'll do a podcast on that. Okay, so he's saying he's the Lord. And then the last part, like the key and the lock are finally coming together and you can twist the key now and the unlocking the door with no one comes to the Father except through me. You cannot get to heaven with God the Father without knowing, loving, and living a life for Jesus Christ professing that he is your savior and reacting. Our relationship with the Lord demands us to change. It's not just enough to say, okay, Lord, I believe you. I believe that you are God. I believe that you hung on that cross to save us from death and took on all of our sins and that we're forgiven by you. Thanks a lot, dude. I know that was a lot of pain, a lot of angst and stuff, and I really appreciate that. Now I'm going to go. I'm going to go out and party with my friends, do a few lines, smoke a few joints, you know, have sex with a bunch of strangers. Maybe I'll even go home later and, you know, flip on the porn film and have sex with myself. And I'll just, you know, party it up until I die, knowing that, hey, I believe in you. It's all I need. Now, if you're a God, what are you thinking about that mentality? (laughs) Is that how you're like, yeah, no, I really wasn't thinking about it that way, dude. Like, that's not exactly how it works. I'm giving you the opportunity to reach out to me. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit to help you, right? To heal you, to transform you so that you can be a witness on the earth about all the things I've done for you. The addiction that I've healed, the joy that I've brought to your life, the forgiveness that came from my grace, The compassion that all of a sudden you now feel for people as you look at those you come in contact with, those that you know, those that you don't know. The kindness that you just feel oozing out of yourself to help people who are in need. The fire to evangelize, to just share what is in your heart about how God's changed your life and those around you. 
I laugh when I think about people asking me to share my testimony. I'm like, do you have a couple days? <laughs> you know, like you have no idea. Just the beginning is what I share when I'm telling people about how God found me and how I wasn't looking for him, how I wasn't needing him at all in my life. I, I didn't think I believed in him. I didn't know who he was clearly just shared that with you, but I believed in him. I just didn't know him and I didn't think I needed to because I believed what the world told me would make me happy. And that's, you know, the road I went down, but I do find it's funny when I go to a place and at least Magnificat, I think it was like an hour and a half, which was fantastic because I got to dive in and the Lord took me on my marijuana addiction. It was a really crazy walk. And yet afterwards, the people were just thanking me for going there and sharing that aspect of my journey because that's one that I don't typically a have the time to dive into and it's my it's my own it's a, it's a specific talk that I address my whole life about how I've had this addicted pers- addictive personality and and was addicted I think I was definitely addicted to alcohol I mean, while I wasn't wait, well, that's a whole nother thing. Like I wasn't waking up and and drinking, but I was drinking every day, you know, drinking till I'm wasted. No, but what is a real definition of having a problem with a substance? What I feel from a Catholic view, forget the, the definition of an addict. I don't look, look at it that way. I look at it through the eyes of God. That's how the worldview should be for someone who's walking the Christian life, trying to live a faithful life. Looking at it through God's eyes, not through the laws, not through what the dictionary says, right? But what does God say? Well, God in the in the Bible many times says, don't be a drunkard. Don't be one that sleeps around. Don't be one that is doing what I had just mentioned. Oh, okay. Thanks God. I believe in you, but I'm going to live my own life because I know that you love me and you're going to accept me when the time comes. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, keep your reasoning about yourself. Meaning if you're drinking too much, and it, and that doesn't mean that you're drinking from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed, but when you are drinking, you're drinking too much. And it's, it's coming into play with what you think, what you say, with your reasoning. That's why it's okay to drink and enjoy what your limit is before you get to that point. Enjoy the pairing with your food. Enjoy the camaraderie with your friends. But then pay attention. Are you starting to slur your words? Do you have to get in your car? Even if you don't have to get in your car, should you really be having any more? Because you may say something, you may do something. You're going to get maybe hung over. You got an early morning. You don't want to miss your prayer time. Wouldn't it be great if you called on Jesus right now and asked Jesus to come into your life? Okay, I'm getting way, way long here. 
But you get you get where I'm going. All right. I'm I'm cutting that off. I'm like literally putting the brakes on, turning the wheel to the left, getting back on the road because we're going to wrap this up. I am the way and the truth and the life says the Lord. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only one who can help us live the way we're supposed to on this earth. To show us the truth in everything, not just in our faith, but what's going on in the world around us right now. What is true and what is not true? We need Jesus to show us the truth. The life. We have to remember that this life is fleeting. The next life is forever and ever and ever. And let's try to keep our eternal life in the front of our face here on earth so we can constantly remember the spiritual aspect of the life here on earth, which is the battle that we, that we fight every day because we need to live the way Jesus wants us to and to live in the truth and share the truth of that way, but also about the other things in life. And we have to take risks for Jesus in this life on this earth which should be fine because all we have to do is remember the next life with him in pure bliss. Oh, can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. So remember, this life is short, 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 short. And that's where we can keep that joy and that peace and that love is focusing on the eternal life and that this too shall pass. Yes, Jesus is the Lord, and nobody comes to the Father except through him. So today, let's contemplate. Let's meditate about Jesus being the truth, the way, and the life. That he's the Lord, and no one comes to the Father except through him. How he is salvation. He is our answer to everything, everything. Spend 15 minutes with this today. What an awesome gift. Man, another long one today. My bad, but I'm getting deep, getting deep here, people. And I think I'm doing these a little bit longer because I know that I'll probably have to get back to shorter ones. I'll share that with you coming up. My husband, I think will be probably working from home come October. So I don't know how that's going to impact me. We'll see. All right, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day. Take care.